So I might actually reference some of the stuff we talked about last week. Um, shouldn't, shouldn't be difficult to follow, so I hopefully have made it easy. So a couple things that I wanted to talk about first. Um, Pastor Jim makes a comment almost every week how the toys up here have to be removed. So things that can distract you, like your phone or... Sometimes, you, guys, you guys ever put on a new shirt, a brand new, perfectly brand new shirt? You ever put one of those on? And there's something that just irritates you? Oh, it's the tag. <laughs> Guess what? We can't return this anymore. It's been worn. Uh, but what, if, what other things can distract you, right? Here in church, I can tell you, I'm not going to tell you what my distractions are because everybody will focus on those things. But there's things that can distract you, right? In life, there's things that can distract you. Um, at work, family life, grandkids, um, all those different things that can really distract from what you're trying to, what you are trying to get done, right? Because everybody agrees what you're trying to get done is most important, right? What you're trying to get done, everything else takes a second, right? Backseat to that. So when you're when you're really really busy, how much time do we take to focus on God? And that's really what we're going to talk about today. So the section of scripture is going to be out of Luke chapter 2, I'm sorry, chapter 10, wow, that was way off, and uh, you'll have it, it'll be up on the board here, so you'll be able to follow along, and we're going to start in verse 38, and uh, if you want to follow along with me, I'm going to move around a lot today too, I know this would probably, uh, Jim, if you're listening, this is me walking around. Uh, I have, I have uh, definite issues with distraction myself. My wife will tell you that I can scroll out at a moment's notice, so I'm going to try to stay focused. So Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed, welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was, whoops, Jimmy, can you take me back one on that? See, there we go, distraction. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. And then in verse 41, he says, but the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are so anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. I think that's what's really interesting, is what's really important. So as I was, as I was prepping this week, and I do this a lot, but as I was prepping, I'm kind of just going, okay, God, what is it? Where do we want to go with this? Last week, we talked about the Good Samaritan, and we talked about how God wants you to focus on helping other folks, right? But also, the, the, I, I believe really what that good Samaritan also, what Christ represents in that, in the fact that he, he paid it forward for us. And I think it's really interesting when you start looking at this. Can you take us back to the talk, Jimmy? When you start looking at this, it's, it's Jesus again. It's him traveling, right? So he's walking. I talk to you guys a lot about how much I like to hike. And one of the reasons why I like to hike is because there's not a lot of distraction. You don't have cell service in most of the places that I go. You don't have anything that you can do outside of 
be alone with you and God, right? So at work, we have this saying, it's called your microphone is always on. What's really cool is it is, your microphone's always on, but God's always listening to what that microphone is. And, and a lot of folks get tied up in the idea that if I do this quietly, no one will know. Well, guess what? God's going to know, right? We know that. So as I was going through the verses, a couple of things that I thought was really interesting is there's, there's a, a big relationship between what we do, what we think we do for Christ, and someone who just sits still, just sits at the, at the feet of Jesus. And there's lots of stories in the Bible about the feet of Jesus. I, I think of, uh, oh goodness, I don't remember the exact section, and I don't have it written down. Uh, the woman, the, the sinning woman who washed Jesus' feet with her tears. And how humbling that is to just be in the presence of Jesus. But then she is weeping so badly, she is so um, touched with her own sin, her own shortcomings, that that's the best that she can bring to Jesus. That's the best that she can do. And I think it's also interesting when we're, when we're going through this section of Scripture, you see the same thing repeated. You see someone that's just focused on Jesus. So we talked about Jesus. He's walking, right? Uh, last week I told you uh, the research that I've done shows that Jesus walked somewhere around 3,500 miles or so in his, in his teachings. And I think that's really cool because that's a long ways to walk. Most of us, me included, that would be quite a stretch. And he did that over the period of, what, three years or so? Um, so it's also interesting that Martha welcomed him into the house, right? Now, there was obviously, there was a relationship between Jesus and Martha and Mary, so that's really not that uncommon. But it's really cool that you're welcoming somebody into your house, right? The Lord of the earth, the Lord God, you're welcoming him into your house. That's pretty humbling, too. Have you guys ever, I'm going to sit down, because I think this is kind of one of those cool conversations. Have you ever had the opportunity or ever thought about, if you could talk to anybody in history, anybody, who would it be? I'm sure a lot of you would say Jesus. Some would probably say you know, Abraham Lincoln or George Washington or maybe Attila the Hun or take your pick, right? But, but talking to somebody in history and getting to know them, but how cool would it be to be that person who actually sits at the feet of Jesus and gets to know him, gets a chance to listen to what he says, to listen to what he is teaching? So, Holiday season's upon us, right? How many of you got Christmas lights up? No, I don't either. How many of you still have Christmas lights up from years past? Okay, good. I'm not the only one. That's good. Um, Thanksgiving's just in a few weeks, right? Time that we're supposed to focus on our family and being thankful. And then we have Christmas, which is all about Christmas trees and Santa Claus, right? Right, it's more than that. We, we, all, we all know that part. But what does the holiday season always tend to bring out in us? Busy, right? Got to go, got to do, got to get things done. But I would suggest to you, and I would just throw it out there for you, take some time to think about Christ. I actually really love this part 
Because to me, this doesn't sound like he's scolding when he says, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. Almost comforting, right? Kind of brings you down a notch. It doesn't make you where you feel like you're getting scolded, but it's just a reminder to what's important. So if you were to put your name in there instead of Martha, if it was Richard, Richard, you are anxious and troubled about many things. Are you anxious and troubled about many things? I can tell you I am. I mean, I, I, I hesitate to bring this up, but you look at the state of the world, you look at politics, you know, and Martha and Mary, you know, you got two very different ways to engage with Christ, right? You've got one who wants to serve. Is there anything wrong with service? No, there's definitely not, right? And then you've got one that just wants to focus on, focus on Christ. And when you're focusing on Christ, sometimes you're viewed as the person that's being lazy, right? When our, when our boys were growing up, there was a saying I used to use with them whenever I wanted their help doing something, putting up fence or working on the garage or whatever the case may be. Sometimes they'll just stand there and just go. And I'm asking them to grab a tool or something and hand it to me, and they're just standing there. And I'm going, okay, don't just do something, stand there, right? Because I'm trying to engage them and get them involved. And I, I don't have those kind of patience, I don't. And uh, it's just one of those interesting things, right? When you're trying to get somebody to help out. And I think we've probably all done that where we're looking back and going, oh, really, come on, I just want some help. I just need help cleaning the house, doing the dishes, whatever the case may be, right? So the good portion, right? Christ. Pretty simple, not complicated. I think one of the interesting things on this section is not be taken away from her. No one can take away your time that you spend with Christ. No one can take that out, out of your control. That's between you and God. It's not for others. It's not for anyone else. So when I was preparing for this week, there were a couple things that I came across. One of them was ways you can spend um, with ways you can do things and spend time with Christ. Okay? Most of those are fairly simple. The very top one, attend church, that's for you guys. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Obviously, you guys are here, right? But that's one of the ways that you can get engaged with Jesus. That's one of the ways you can find out what God's got for you. Go to a study, a Bible study. Study yourself. Spend time in his word. Pray. Simple, simple things. But... How many think they're hard? I can tell you I think they're hard. And you know why? Because of all those distractions. All those things you've got to set aside. I have timers on my, on my phone. And uh, Jim would probably get a kick out of this. But one of the timers on my phone, it actually is title, titled, What Adventure Do You Have for Me Today, Lord? It goes off very early. My wife can attest to that. But it's, What Adventure Do You Have for Me Today, Lord? So every morning I wake up, I see that alarm. And that actually harkens back to a message that Pastor Jim did, oh my gosh, probably a couple years ago. And, and what was interesting to me was is he framed it in my head of if you look for opportunities every single day, if you look for where God's working, sometimes those things are a crazy wild ride like a roller coaster. 
Sometimes they're an adventure that you really want to engage in. And sometimes, if you don't pay attention, you miss that adventure. You miss what God's got for you. So one of the ways that uh, you can also spend time with God, and I think a lot of people miss this, is there's a very simple way to study the Bible. You can get into Psalms, you can get into Proverbs, and there's a simple method where it's, today's the 17th, right? So on the 17th, you read Psalm 17, you read Proverbs 17. And this was actually in my reading this morning, and it's Psalm 17, 15. As for me, and this is David talking, as for me, I shall behold your face in righteousness when I awake I shall be satisfied with your likeness. I think that that one verse speaks to me, huge speaks to me. In fact, this morning, if I could have spun the message today, I would have, I would have flipped and gone this route, but that wasn't what God had for me, wasn't what God told me to do. But I think it's really cool to look at a section of scripture and you go, man, that preaches. So really, my challenge for you is, is what do you spend time on? What do you focus on during the week? That last line, when you close your Bible, when will it be open next? And I know for me, um, all too often, I wish I could tell you I was perfect in this, but I'm not. How many of you know that I'm a sinner? Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Thank you. Everybody's hands should be going up, because I'm telling you. Right? But, but when is the next time you're going to open your Bible? Because if all you do is bring your Bible with you to church and you close it, you zip it up, and it's done, you put it on a shelf, doesn't do anything else, it doesn't, you don't spend any time in it. And you can spend time in a phone. You can spend time. I mean, there's so many different ways that we have access to Bibles. It's just amazing. It's awesome. It's a blessing. But I would encourage you this week to not just put it on a shelf. To make it a part of your week. To make it a part of every day. So I came across this, and my wife and I were actually having a good laugh about it. And it's a Peanuts cartoon. And I'm not sure if you can read it because it's kind of blurry. It says, we only live once, Snoopy. And then Snoopy says, no, wrong. We only die once. We live every single day. And if you live for Christ every single day, I think that's amazing. Christ thinks it's amazing. But guess what? We are all going to die once. And there's no do-overs. When that day comes for you, there's no do-overs. It is what it is. You've lived every single day to that point, and now it's time for you to meet Jesus. And, and for some, that's a scary thing. For me, it's not, but for some, it is. And I, I would just encourage each and every one of you, if that is something that you want to know more about, if that's something that, that scares you, um, because the Bible's pretty clear. There's, there's an atonement that has to be paid for sin, Right? All of us are sinners. If we're all sinners, there has to be an atonement for sin. Christ died on that cross for each one of us. He was pierced. He was beaten. And his death on a cross, a sinless, innocent person on that cross, paid that, paid that for me. He paid it forward for me. And that is what's really important. 
So while the worship team's coming up, um, I just want to share a couple more thoughts with you. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this kind of, I, I was really hesitant on, on saying this. Um, I would encourage you while we, while we are closing, that if there is something that you want to pray about, if there's something that you want to um, just pour out your heart to God, then you can do that right where you are. You can come up here. You can, you can tug on your neighbor next to you and say, hey, I want to pray. There's nothing wrong with that. Churches are meant to be a place for the hurting, not for the perfect. Right? We all, we all are in this life together. And we all are imperfect. So, uh, while, they, while they go ahead and close us, um, if you do want to come forward and, uh, and pray, or if you want to pray right where you're at, that's okay too. If you want to take a knee where you're at and pray, that's cool too. Sometimes I think we lose sight of how, how that can be effective and how that can be humbling to take a knee, to sit at someone's feet and think about what they're doing and what they've done for us. We're going to close by singing Here I Am to Worship. use the time to be in prayer with God this morning. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me
Good. So, uh, uh, just a last couple of things. Um, hey, Jimmy, can you go to that last slide that I've got up? It's the, there's a quote in there. You can get there. I kind of ran things out of order. Uh, I think it's just before that. No? Good thing I got a backup. So Warren Warrensby, sorry, I'm going to butcher his name. He actually, there was an interesting quote that he said. It says, what we do with Christ is more important than what we do for Christ. So that's my final encouragement for the week. Uh, I do have a couple of quick announcements. Um, Kevin, who's preaching next week? You, me? No, I think it's Pastor Jim next week. Hallelujah. So also right along with that, he says, I know, I know he misses being here. I, I have no doubt that he is flying through the air right now looking at his watch going, I miss my church family. I miss hanging out with you guys. And you guys miss him too, right? All the church said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you'd all pray with me, I'll, I'll, I'll pray with you guys and we can, we can go from there. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you and we praise you for your word, for your guidance, and for the things that you do in our lives, Lord. Father God, uh, there's, there are folks out there that are hurting right now. They're questioning, why, God, did you do these things? Uh, why, God, do you... Do you Put these barriers and roadblocks and why do people suffer, Lord? And Father God, I don't have all the answers. I don't know those things. But Lord, I just pray for your comforting hand on their lives. I pray for uh, guidance for each and every one of us. And Lord, as we, as we leave here this week, Father God, I pray that you'll give each and every one of us that opportunity to not just share your word, Lord, but also to put your word in our hearts. Lord, we just give it all to you and all your glory, and all the blessings you give us. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Have a great This is Pastor Jim from Porter Mountain Fellowship. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. These are sermons from our 10.30 a.m. service on Sundays. If you're in the neighborhood, stop by. We're on the corner of Porter Mountain Road and Commerce Drive in beautiful Lakeside, Arizona.